Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Zach, I didn't ask you how to say your last name. Is it Gentry or yeah, Gentry? Gentry. I am with the amazing Zach Gentry, who, by the way, was recommended by not only Pat Fryermuth, who is like the little brother I wish I That's had. That's a given. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised he recommended me. But so did Chris Wormley. Like, Chris Wormley sat down here, and he had every single teammate to think of. And the first person he thought of was you. I mean, he's known me for a long time. I met Chris in 2014. Actually, probably 2013 Michigan visit. So he knows what you're getting into. Did he host you? No, he wasn't my host, but um, he was friends with – actually, my host was Pat Kugler. Um, Oh. Yeah, Coach Kugler's kid. How crazy is that? (laughs) Small world. Uh, and we will do the small world thing as we go on, and we'll talk about your burgeoning media career where you grill and chill, only it's a little bit fake because you're grilling hot dogs inside of plastic. Well, so the, the, the media production people thought it would be funny if, um, you know, they thought it would be too much work and too distracting to actually grill the hot dogs. They thought it would be funny if I just had it in the plastic on the unlit grill, and I would just periodically flip it, and then they would add on the tss, tss noises in the background. <laughs> Okay, you need to talk to your production people because, like, a lack of authenticity is a serious issue. Yeah. Although, you know what's funny is I was Googling you this morning just to make sure that I haven't missed anything. Do you know that you have an IMDb account? No. Is that uh, that That for, like, Like, I thought you were, yes. No, I didn't know that. So, you're not a movie actor? No. Okay, but apparently, no, there was a documentary made about the Michigan Wolverines and their head coach, Jim Uh Harbaugh. That's so funny that I'm on IMDb. You I are. I didn't do anything. Apparently, you had a starring role. Oh, you didn't have. I was basically an extra in that thing. No, really? I, mean, I was. I was. A, I was one of the starting tenants lar- that year, a, but I a, didn't. A really. large extra. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't an extra that kind of like went behind the scenes, right? I, I guess I, I was in some scenes, but I didn't yeah, really so have you any do, talking okay, roles. Okay, but you have an IMDb account, and you look very handsome. You're like very proper, and you know, it almost looks like a Dead Poets Society. Do you know what Dead Poets Society is, or are you too young for that? No, no. Oh my gosh! Wait, so there's a Zach. picture. On it? There's a picture on it, and everything. Yes. Oh, you, okay. Man. So first of all, you we'll look up your IMDb account on the first break, but then you're going to have to watch Dead Poets Society. Okay. Robin Williams. You know who Robin Williams? Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Ethan Hawke. You know who Ethan Hawke mm-hmm. is? Yeah. Okay. You're aging me, so this is a little bit difficult. All right. So we have a <laughs> bunch to get into. We're going to talk about turning from quarterback to tight end. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about your burgeoning media career where you <laughs> fake grill plastic-wrapped hot dogs. Okay. 
we'll talk about like the pain of losing a teammate. Sure. But sometimes it's a business, so mm-hmm. that kind of has to happen. Mm-hmm. Although I did promise you we'll talk as much or as little about football <laughs> as you want. <laughs> I will tell you, I was at the Cleveland Browns game yesterday, and I saw a wide receiver throw a pass, and it was horrible. Was that uh, Mari Cooper? Yes. Oh, man. Do you watch football when you're not? Like, when you're at home on a Monday night, do you watch a game? Uh, it depends. Like, if, if I have friends on the team, I guess, maybe that I played college football with, I'm more inclined to watch. Okay. But usually I'm just focused on, like, the next opponent. Or I watch a lot of college football. I like really? Wa- I like so you don't watch the NFL for pleasure, like nah, just to know not, guys not around the league. No, nah, not a lot. I watch huh. it like I'll watch big games or like the opponent we have maybe the next week. But I like watching just as a spectator. I like watching college football more than pro football. So I was like five minutes from Ann Arbor when that whole Michigan Michigan State fight happened. Mm-hmm. You want to break that down for us, or would you rather uh, not wade into I it? I mean, I I'll get into it. I just. Um, if you're a Michigan State fan, you might want to turn the radio off. You know, I, it's Le'Veon, uh, did you get along with Le'Veon? You know, um, did I, you not cross paths I, with him? I didn't cross paths with him. With him he, no. left he, he, he left after you got he, here. Yeah, he left right before huh. I got here. But, I mean, that, that whole situation is just completely avoidable. You know, I mean, like, we, as much as people want to talk about how you, in the big house of Michigan you have one tunnel, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, people know that. It's, it's been that way for a hundred and whatever years, you know? Right. And it's never been an issue before for Michigan State or any other teams. I mean, that's how it is in Cleveland, by the way. Yeah. Like, everybody walks through the same tunnel. That's how it is in a Buffalo lot of stadiums. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not uncommon to have one entrance and one exit to a, you know, tunnel. So, I mean, not, you know, they, they can cry wolf about that, but it's like, dude, you beat up two players. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bit sketchy. Yeah, a little uh, yeah, weird. For sure. But when you were at Michigan, Ohio State was really your rival, right? Yeah, I, I mean it, it was Ohio State and that was always the big game, but we just we hadn't beat them in so long when I was there. I mean, even um, you know, it was by the time I got there it was like demoralizing cuz we every single year we three of the four years I was there we were winning at halftime then we ended up getting like smoked. So, it was different um, with like Michigan State emerging because we have historically dominated that rivalry. And then within the last 15 years, they've gotten really good. And so it's been back and forth. And so I think that kind of re-sparked it. Is it, so is it a different dynamic when you think about like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State versus like Steelers, Ravens, Steelers, Browns? Oh, I think that. Like, did you hate your college rival more than you hate your NFL rival? Yeah, probably, but it's tough because the Ravens are the Ravens are a, a good example for that. I mean, like that's that's like I feel like our our big rival, you know. Um, I'm not a fan of the Ravens either. I can say Why? that with confidence. I am. Um, you know what's funny? I was at the Browns game last night and I was wearing purple because you know it was Halloween yeah. and you either wear orange or purple. And Kevin Stavansky says to me, "Wrong color." <laughs> yeah, you can, well, yeah. What are you doing? I'm wearing purple. Now. I look <laughs> yeah. good in purple. Come Don't on. I look good in purple? That's I look my good color in purple. too. I should have worn it. Um, <laughs> Why just, do you not like so, the Ravens? Well, they're just so physical, and it's just, um, I guess it's it's. So you're supposed and, to be physical, bad. too. Oh, no, we are. That's what I'm saying. I'm so sore after we play the, the Ravens, and luckily we've gotten the better the better of them the last, you know, whatever, how many times we've played them. But they are good games. I'll give you that. Like, we, I have people back home that are say like, oh, I want to go to a division game. What should I come to? And I was like, you gotta come. you got to come see a Ravens game. Oh, live. yeah. So I, that's always a great game, but that's definitely like a hard-nosed uh, classic rivalry i think that's our biggest one so i grew up in i was born in new york grew up in new jersey and i grew up a giants fan and i always thought that like giants cowboys giants eagles nothing rivals that 10 years in afc north country nothing rivals steelers ravens and because they're basketball games like who cares what happens until the last five minutes and then anything can happen sure and then well i guess 
Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I've never really been around the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, stuff yeah, that that's often. that's a lot of hatred. It is, it is big time? I don't even, like, know that much about the Giants right now, other than I love Brian Dable. Okay. And um, I love the GM. But I still, like, my fandom for the Giants has basically disappeared. But my hatred for the Cowboys has I was, not. I was going to ask you if you still hate the Cowboys. Yeah, just like that. Like, I grew up a Yankees fan. And I don't know anything about the Yankees right now, yeah. but I still hate the. But Red you Sox. hate the Red Sox, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> rivalry still. Lives. But I feel like the Cowboys; those teams are like that. They're like the Cowboys, you either love them or you hate them. I feel like it's yeah. kind of, to a certain extent. Well, that's like that the, with Steelers the Steelers, too. By yeah, the way. exactly. Yeah, we have this problem in our family right now. Actually. But back home, I mean, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and which I was going to get so to. Many Who'd people, you root for? Well, I, I didn't like. I said, I grew up watching a lot more college football than pro football. I Even actually, in New Mexico. Yeah, and so I. You know, I rooted for, like, the the Cardinals, I guess. But I was actually a Packer fan for a while because I was a big Brett Favre guy growing up. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because I was a quarterback and everything, so. but Which but, were, okay, so were you a good, like, were you a running quarterback? Were you a throwing quarterback? Did you run a West Coast offense? What did you do? Um, I mean, in high school, we, we did, like, no huddle, hurry up. I was more of a dual threat quarterback, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Were there, was there anybody else on the field the same size as you? We should at least share with our viewers who are not familiar that Zach is six foot eight. Mm-hmm. How much? Two hundred. Uh, two seventy-five. Oh, six eight, two seventy-five. Yeah, need I me was to look l- big. Like I always tell everybody, <laughs> my superpower. I said this to two. I was like, my superpower is I make everybody look big. Yeah. Johnny Mansell looked big the night he was drafted because he was standing next to me. Oh. You don't need me. Yeah. But- <laughs> Okay. Well, okay, so was anybody was on the field? Smaller. So you were bigger than all the offensive linemen. Oh, yeah, for you sure. You could look over everybody. Yeah. I was bigger never... than them, but I was a lot smaller than I am now. At least I was a lot more slight. I was like 230. But you were but still 6'8"? Like, you were 6'8", uh, quarterback? I was like 6'6", six, 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 yeah. Can you imagine like a 17-year-old kid who's... Okay, all right, so you were a dual, set, dual threat quarterback. You could run. How good is your arm? Oh, solid. Like, can solid. you throw 70 yards? Yeah. 80? I don't know about 80. Right now, I don't know. Do you ever throw a practice? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I oh, you uh, do? just sometimes just before to warm up and stuff like that. Well, I, actually, on game days, I'm the third, the third quarterback. Like if two oh, quarter, you are if, the third. Yeah, if two quarterbacks go down, I have to go in. So, every so now you and have then. to practice, right? Yeah, I mean, I, it's like one or two days a week I get um, like center quarterback exchanges before the warm-ups and everything. And I Only loose, the loosen exchanges? Loosen up the old cannon. <laughs> <laughs> do you do the Dak Prescott <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, hip thrust? Yeah, yeah hip, hip thrust. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute, but you, you don't play the games that like Marquise Pouncey used to play? Like, who can throw it to, to the goalposts? Who can hit the uprights? I know that's also before your time, but... Yeah, well, no, I, I saw him at least for a couple years doing that, but at the same time, I, I, since I was a quarterback for so long, my arm kills if I don't, like, warm up properly. So I feel like I, if I just go out and start chucking it at the goalposts, I'm going to tear my arm out of the socket. Oh, that's terrible, because I feel like Kenny is one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. That it would be really fun to compete against him. I might have to put like a hundred bucks on that one of these days. After a walkthrough, we'll just see who can hit the goalpost. Okay, but you have to tell me so I can come out for okay. that. Okay, oh, oh, for sure. And, and I'm I'll totally talk trash. And I'm going to get warmed up for sure beforehand, so it'll be perfect. I mean, but wouldn't that be fun? And he's just a rookie, so I feel oh, yeah. like you should and show then, him. Yeah, he's a rookie, so even if he beats me, I'll still make him pay me. It'll be perfect. <laughs> and you're bigger than him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although Kenny does have, which we will eventually get to if you're willing to, Kenny has the moxie and oh, the yeah. like mm-hmm. swagger that For you sure. want somebody to have. For sure. Okay, so is there, before we go to break, tell us the truth. 
In the current Steelers playbook, okay. is there a play where Zach Gentry throws the football? No. What? Mm-mm. Why not? I don't know. I uh, There's been some... I won't reveal too much, but there's been some talk about getting me back there in some short yarded situations and stuff like that. So per- perhaps there could be a, a pass we're working Wait, I, I'm confused. So Chase Claypool got a throw, and somebody else got a throw. Who else threw this weekend? There were two weird. Chase got a, c- a completion, and somebody else had a completion. I don't even know. Oh my gosh, we see the punter throw all the time. Like, we yeah. see. Th- why would a guy who wasn't a quarterback. Oh, have I've a been, play to throw the ball. I've been fine. I mean, I saw Christian Kirk practicing to throw the ball, and it was just a wounded duck, and they still called it in the game. I've been vying for it since college, and it's never made its way out. I have, I don't know why. Zach, I would lobby for you, except Mike Tomlin doesn't listen to me, which should be he no doesn't? He should. <laughs> he Tell should him. listen to me. <laughs> of all things, don't you all think that Mike Tomlin should listen to me? I feel like the world would be a little bit of a better place if he were to listen to me. In any case, let's take a break. Zach's going to order some food. I'll tell you what everybody who comes here loves. And Have you ever thrown a pizza? Thrown a pizza? Yeah, because no. Wormley threw a pizza in the air, caught no, it, made I, a whole pizza. I never have. Oh, and Alex Heisman's wife said that he made the best pizza she'd ever had. Oh, uh, no And I chance. don't just think that that was like hearts and flowers in her eyes. I think no. she really liked the pizza. I think it was. I think she's lying. In any case. Okay. At 93.7 The Fan is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township. Or visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. If you have any questions for us or Zach, text us on the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line at 412-928-9370. Edgar Snyder and Associates Gentry, who could have eaten Aaron Cheney balls, except that I corralled him on this whole question of going from quarterback to tight end. Okay, so was that conversation with Jim Harbaugh? Like, did he pull you aside and say, I don't think that you're the next Brock Osweiler? Uh, it, it was with him. I mean, it was it, it was really tough for me actually because I was exclusively recorded, uh, recruited as a quarterback coming out of high school. So who was the starting quarterback at Michigan at the time? Um, at that point, they still didn't really know, and so that's what made it attractive for me. Um, okay. And so naturally, about three weeks after I committed and signed the dotted line, they brought in a fifth year grad transfer from Iowa, Jake Rudock, who ended up being oh. a quarterback. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was never, um, you know, I was. Uh, ended up being a top five quarterback in the country coming out of high school and so it was never um a thought in my mind that i'd play anything but quarterback and so it was uh wait so how long were you at school at michigan that they said that not long i mean the first camp really um i so they didn't even give you a chance not really i mean i i (laughs) i went out i remember i rolled out on a bootleg and nobody was open so i took off downfield and i started running and um i was running back to the huddle and i saw (laughs) coach harbaugh do that patented like leg spread (laughs) Like bend over to look at me, and I'm like, oh crap! Like I just oh, you knew it, it right then. I could feel it happening, and then we played a team early in the year that had a, a tall receiver that was kind of the same build as me, and so they, he's like, oh, why don't you run some routes for the scout team and you know give them a good accurate look? And I probably did too good of a job doing that, and so, um, yeah, the rest is history. Wait, but I don't understand. So he says to you, I think you could actually make the league as a tight end. Mm-hmm. And do you call your parents and say, I think I need to transfer? Like, this is my dream down the drains? Or is this whatever it takes <laughs> to make my dream come true? No, I was pretty pissed. I, um, I tried to transfer, actually, that, that first year. 
like three or four times. And of course, that was before the uh, the transfer, transfer port, port and all that good stuff. It's actually probably a good thing that wasn't around when I was there because I would have jumped ship right away. But I ended up being super glad that I stayed and made the decision. But um, I mean, to Coach Harbaugh's credit, from the, like the very beginning when he wanted to move me, he's like, "You're going to play the NFL's a tight end. Trust me. I've seen it. Blah blah blah." And I'm, course i didn't want to hear that you know i thought he was just telling me anything i wanted to hear but um yeah luckily it ended up working out wait so have you called him and been like coach you were right um oh i've seen him a bunch of times since then and you know and you've I, told him right yeah He's oh right. yeah for sure yeah it's very important to tell people that. no no for sure I tell my and, husband that all the time when i'm right just acknowledge i'm right oh when you're right do you tell him <laughs> he's right though he's never right okay exactly <laughs> <laughs> at least we're honest yeah. here right okay so Tell me why playing tight end is better than playing quarterback. That's uh, not. <laughs> Never? <laughs> no. It's, it's, there's, there's less responsibility from a mental, mental standpoint. Um, is it hard? Do you still think like a quarterback? Um, in some instances, yeah. I mean, it, it made the transition easier for me, for sure, to okay. be able to like, recognize defensive fronts and, and coverages and things like that. But. Okay, um, so it's so interesting you say this because I just had this conversation with Reggie Wayne last week mm -hmm. where he said too many coaches worry about receivers and tight ends reading what the entire defense is doing. Sure. And he's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're just playing your one guy. Like, True. is it press? Is it cloud? Is it off? Like, just True. get open. And this True. is what Matt Ryan said to me. Like, I don't care how you get there. Just get, get to, to the, the spot. spot. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Get to the spot. And, you know, I think I'd argue – yeah, I mean, he's right. It's, it, you're winning your individual battles within the play, but, the, you know, the only thing you really need to know coverage-wise, especially as a tight end, is like, yeah, is it, you know, too high or one high, middle of the field open, middle of the field closed, so that you can, you know, you have some different routes that you can change based on coverage. But, um, you know, exactly, are they zone underneath the two or one high shell, or are they going to have somebody man you? So, do you like right. blocking? I actually do. I, do. That's, I never thought I would say that growing up. Um, that was definitely the hardest thing to get used to when I got moved, for sure. I mean, the first... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <laughs> First year I got moved to tight <laughs> I was getting annihilated by the defensive line. Chris Wormley was one of them. Um, 
It was tough for sure, but actually, I mean, it's totally a mentality more than it is anything physical. It's like, do you want to do it or not? For sure, and I mean, it's yeah. There's there's definitely like little things you got to pick up with the the footwork and the hand usage and stuff, but it's really about just like, yeah, just doing, having no fear and just doing it. Okay, so I said this before the break when I was so upset that both Chase Claypool and Najee Harris threw a pass last week and you didn't, but Chase Claypool is no longer a teammate. Mm -hmm. Just the human side of that, Mm -hmm. knowing that a guy who's been a part of your locker room is now no longer a part of your locker room. Can you tell us how that actually went down? Because as I understand it, he practiced, he was in the locker room, he was talking to people, and then 15 minutes later, he was gone. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of kind of weird. I mean that's the life of the NFL. I mean it's it's bizarre. Did he tell? Did somebody tell you, or did you like read it on Twitter? No, I, I read it. I, I popped up on my Instagram feed five minutes after I got home from practice, and um. But so you didn't even know to say goodbye to him in the building. <laughs> oh, it's actually kind of funny. I actually kind of messed up when I think about it now. But during practice, I remember we were walking out for practice, and I was in the weight room. We got a TV in the weight room, and there was a big, uh, you know trade deadline thing going on, on on ESPN and they were talking about Chase and they were saying like potential places he could end up and we were out on the field I was like hey weren't you supposed to be traded by now oh you did say that to him <laughs> just messing around with him and stuff and, and he's what like, did he say he's like yeah I don't even know where I'm at you're like just kind of we're just messing around yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean I don't think anybody really knew that that had a lot of merit to it I mean obviously I'm not in so his head was totally into practice yeah I mean he, he uh, yeah he had no idea that that was gonna happen I don't think he thought that that was a possibility um but I mean, it is it is what it is. You know, at the end of the day, it kind of stinks to have to say that, but it is what it is. You know, it's, there's nothing any of us could do about it, or he can do about it. It's a organizational decision, and people get traded. You know, it could have been anybody. So have you talked to him? Uh, I texted him a little earlier. And you said good luck and have yeah. fun. And Justin Fields is an Ohio State guy, so yeah, exactly. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Justin Fields' pro day actually, and I loved him. Really? Yeah, he was my favorite quarterback. Good guy too. Well, I loved his moxie. Okay. You know, like kind of like a quiet confidence. Sure. Um, I just think that that's a very, very tough place to be, period. Sure. Which is what I felt about Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a t- totally different regime, it's just, yeah. you know, there are certain cities in the NFL that I think are really, really hard to play in. Why do you think that is? I'll ask you the question this time. You're welcome to, why, since you why, have a burgeoning media career. And yeah, why, why is that? Because I, th- I think there is a lot of merit to that. So, like, why, why do you think there's certain places that are harder to... So, I think each place that you can describe is hard for different reasons. You guys were just in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, I think Philly fans are some of the absolute most passionate in the country. Mm-hmm. But I also think they turn on you <laughs> more quickly than any other fan sure. base. And what's funny is that I actually was on the sideline for the Jags-Eagles game week five. Mm-hmm. And Doug Peterson told his team on Saturday night, you get up two touchdowns, and those fans will start booing their own team. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Jags got up 14 nothing. They were driving to go up 21 nothing, but there was, I mean, a monsoon and, yeah. you know, a turnover. But... The Eagles fans were booing their own team, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I've never understood. Yeah. And I got so much heat from Steelers fans last year for saying this. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I understand that you pay a lot of money to go sit in a stadium. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's your prerogative to do whatever you want to do. But sure. if you love your team, do you really think booing your punter is going to make your punter play better? That's zero percent chance. Right? Like, yeah. aren't most people honey people? Like, build them up, yeah. and then they'll want to play better. Like, 
booing someone. I just never really got that. Yeah, I mean, it's also one of those things, too. It's like a, the, the boo is what a boo is, but it means nothing compared to when you go, like, if the punter's screwing up, you go back in and Danny Smith is on you and you're worried about your job. You know, that's a lot, yeah, a lot I mean, more. obviously, but it's hard yeah. to, like, live in a vacuum. So why are sure. certain places hard to play? I think that there are certain teams, and I won't name them because I cover the whole league, mm-hmm. that just institutionally don't have leadership that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I think that there are certain fan bases that are really difficult to play in front of because mm-hmm. of whatever their standards are or because of whatever they want. I think that apathy can be really hard because you know that there are certain cities. I mean, you guys go out to L.A. last year, and you're playing the Chargers, and there are, what, three times the Steelers fans oh, and there I, are Chargers I love fans? playing in those stadiums. When okay, I, so we're gonna you pack love that, but those poor Chargers players, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a tough place oh, to play. Oh, it stinks for them. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for them at all, though. Well, okay, obviously, because you're on the flip side of it, but <laughs> yeah. if you end up playing for the Rams or the Chargers, maybe you would. Yeah, no, that I can. that's difficult for sure. But, I, I mean, I'll be really honest right now, and I don't know that you want to engage in this or not, but I think that the Steelers, what's really difficult is that there's been one way of doing business for so long. And sometimes you think we don't want to get away from the way that we've done things or we feel really strongly about certain principles. But the truth of the matter is, is that the world changes. Like we are a living, breathing ecosystem. Mike Tomlin is not the same coach today that he was 15 years ago. So sometimes an organization needs to change. And I was... Very, very, very out on the limb about this the year before the Steelers traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. And I remember arguing with Mike Tomlin, okay, you don't want to give up your first-round pick, but if you've got a guy that's already in the league, he's a known commodity. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, a pick is a question. Sure. Like, he's potential. Mm-hmm. So the Steelers never traded a first-round pick until they did for mm-hmm. Minka. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't want to guarantee money for T.J. Watt beyond year one. And I was like, I don't understand. This is the way that you do business. Do you want a defensive player of the year or not? Do you want a guy that changes a complete team? And I actually had this conversation with Zach Taylor last night. So I'm on the field in Cleveland, and I'm talking to the Bengals head coach about how the AFC North is wide open. And this is what I think about the Ravens and the Browns and the Bengals. And I say, well, you know, the Steelers are kind of struggling a little. And he said, that's because just wait until T.J. Watt comes back. Yeah. And so I said to Zach, I said, that's one player. And he said, no, 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 no. And he said to me, he said, you're too smart to just say that. You know this is one player that makes that much of a difference. And so, again, back to my point, the Steelers didn't guarantee money beyond the first year until they did for T.J. Watt. Sure. So sometimes you just need to acknowledge it's time to operate. I think that was a good guy to do it for, too. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Why does he make so much of a difference? I mean, he, I mean, as an offensive player, why does it matter if he's playing on defense? I mean, he, he, he really does change the landscape of our team. I mean, he, he was practicing today, and he, I mean, you, you could just hear how much more vocal the defense was. I mean, even, like, it started with his chatter on the, off- on the defensive line, talking about, you know, what, like, Okay, like, you know, they're, they're spreading it out, like, expect quick game, and he's just talking the whole time, and it makes the linebackers talk, it makes the safeties talk. Like, he just facilitates so much talking and energy, he always finishes at the ball, and, I mean, just like, on, t- on top of that, he's such an obvious game record. I mean, I think he's the best player in the NFL, so, I mean, he's somebody who, like, lights a spark for our defense, but also our entire team. I mean, he's... He's getting strip sacks. He's helping out the offense, too. You know, I think, Zach, there's an infectiousness to that. And I'll tell you, all the years of watching Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. like, you know that he's repping things that he could do in his sleep. And yet he's still the last guy out on the field. Sure. 
running through something that, again, like I said, he could do in his sleep. But there's something motivating about that. Like, if TJ is working that way, then how do you not? Yeah, you know, exa- I know. Absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, um, So he's back after the bye? Yeah. I mean, I, I would be surprised if he wasn't. Just seeing how he looks... Is he miserable on the sidelines? Like, do you avoid him on the sideline? No, no, no. I mean, but I, I have a, I like to think I have a good relationship with TJ, so um, he might be miserable to other people or with other people, but <laughs> I, I do okay with him. That's a start. All right. Well, on that note, we're coming back, and we have questions from the audience here at Minio's Pizza, which is the best pizza in Pittsburgh, which you don't know yet. You haven't even eaten your arancini yet. But when we come back, we'll get your pizza. You'll eat some arancini. And I know that I have a read right now. The time is 6.40 p.m., which is also time to call Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. Call 888-98-TWINS. We'll be right back after a super quick break. Here, live at Minio's Pizza House in Allison Park. And uh, Zach's eating some of the arancini. Do you like them as much as Alex did? Oh yeah, they're they're really good. I mean, it sounds like Alex had <laughs> some sort of different relationship with them, so I don't I can't say that I liked them as much as he did because it sounds like he went a little crazy. But I think. But they're why couldn't he? Right? Like, there's no oh, fat no. on him. He's allowed to eat as much oh, as yeah, he wants. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They're they're awesome though. They're delicious. And the pizza at Minio's Pizza House is, in fact, the best pizza in the city of Pittsburgh. And, you know, I've promised you, Zach, that I would talk about things off the field so that people got to know you. But what's so magical about you is that they are getting to know you. I don't have to probe really hard. I feel like your personality is coming through. Perfect. I, I'm trying to make it as minimally stressful for you as I possibly can. Well, that I was my goal that. for the could you, could you see the stress on my face as I walked yeah, into no, you're, this? Yeah, no, you were freaking out. I could tell how nervous <laughs> you were. <laughs> There's just a lot going on right now. But even though I promise not to ask the tough probing questions, some of the people here in the restaurant have. Uh-oh. And so here's a question from one of the patrons mm. at Minio's Pizza House. Where are you? Do you think... It will be an indictment of Matt Canada's offense if Chase Claypool performs at a one or two level with the Chicago Bears. Hmm. I mean, that's tough, though. I mean, uh, two different offensive systems. Um, I mean, that's that is tough because I mean, Chase is such a capable player, you know. Um, Which we saw very early in his career. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's. that's tough. That's tough because it, it's hard to say that that's um, that there's a connective thread. Yeah, and it's but it's also hard to say that there's not. You know, depending upon the level of success he has. I mean, it's just um, and you never know what his mind space is going to be when he gets to Chicago. Is he going to, you know, are, are are they are they more focused on giving him the ball? You know, every possession. You know, is he going to be? Um, I don't. I really don't know what their receiver Do you as a player, looks like either. You know. Well, I mean, he steps in and he's basically their best threat right there, which. There's a point I want to make that I'll come back to. But before that, as a player, mm-hmm. we hear Mike Tomlin often say, I don't want hostages. I want volunteers. Mm-hmm. And we know that Chase was not necessarily happy here this year. And the last few weeks had made a point of saying that he would like to or had his team make a point of saying that he would like to get a fresh start elsewhere. Do you as a player appreciate when a coach says, I only want guys who want to be a part of this. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite things Coach Tomlin ever said. I mean, it continues to say, I mean, it's because it's the same, you know, players don't want 
to be around players that don't want to be around. You know, <laughs> it's 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 a snowball. And you can type. tell. You can always tell, like um, who wants to be a part of this yeah, and who I mean, doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you can see who's who's in and who's out. I mean, you know, not not, you know, I think Chase is a great teammate, and but I mean, he, you know, he didn't want to be, you know, all the time didn't want to be here, and so. At the end of the day, you know, Coach Tomlin is a man of his word when it comes to stuff like that. And um, I think you should want to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. You should want to be here. You know, I've never certainly thought, you know, have I always been 100% happy with everything in my job? No. Is anybody ever? Is no. anybody? Correct. Exactly. But uh, there's never been a moment where I've been like, oh, i got to get out of here, man. You know, it's like, geez, Louise, we pretty good situation here. Um, geez, Louise, is that great, what they say great, in New Mexico? Great organization. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be so respectful for you right now, so... <laughs> For me or for the radio station? The station. Okay, thanks. No problem. Um, Yeah, no, I do think that, you know, I'll tell you this. Being around the league and being around so many teams, when you Mm. know that teams are all in, it really does make a difference. Sure. Which I don't know that fans necessarily get. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't have to talk anybody into, you know, into wanting to be at their job and doing their job. I mean, that's just not how it works, especially when you're playing professional sports. I mean, that's something you should should buy into right away. And I mean, nobody wants to be at work and not want to be there. Nobody wants to be around people that don't want to be there. You know what I mean? It's, it's uh, okay, so there's a lot of layers a, to it. That's another piece of this, though. Chase has confidence, which we all like in a player, right? Sure. We all want a guy that believes in himself. When he says in the preseason, I'm going to be a top three receiver in the NFL, mm-hmm. do you think, all right, We've got a guy who buys that, or are you saying, oh, my gosh, just shut up and show it? I mean, I, I can appreciate the confidence, you know, and, and, and he certainly did a lot of things, um, you know, the last couple of years here that he has the capabilities to do that. You know, I really do think that. I mean, he's huge. He's 6'4". He runs 4'4". You know, he's, he's fast. Um, he's got a lot of aspects to his game that could make that possible. Um, so, yeah, but then the next step to that is showing that you are, you know, a top three receiver and you know i it's it's one of those things chase chase is now gone he's going to chicago but i really do i have a lot of really good memories with chase i i, I found him to be a good teammate um you know what's good funny guy. about that so many guys that have left this building mm-hmm. people have said we're a great teammate juju yeah right mm-hmm. was he not a great teammate no I, I always get along with juju as well yeah. um antonio brown until he went crazy at the very yeah. end yeah was a great teammate yeah, like, there I, have yeah. not been bad teammates in sure. this building. I'll say that. Sure. I mean, and for whatever reason, just circumstances on on or off the field or whatever, people just, it is. It's people that don't don't necessarily want to want to be here or be around. And so it's not that they're really bad human beings. It's just they don't they don't like their situation, and Coach Salman doesn't like people who don't like their situation, you know? Okay, so what's leadership? What does leadership <laughs> look like? Because I think this has been a question about the Steelers' offense for the last few years. What does, I mean, is this a group? Because every group is different, Zach, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, the group six years ago might have needed a different style of leadership. The group right now, do they need somebody vocal? Do they need somebody to shove a defensive lineman who gets a little fresh? Do they need someone who openly sits in press conferences and says, we need to be better? What does this group need right now? I think the best thing for our offense right now in terms of leadership is for everybody to just be quiet and work. I think nobody needs to say anything, do anything, worry about things that are out of their control. Um, 
perceive things in some, you know from outside the building or inside the building in, in different ways you know try to just think too much about different stuff i mean everybody just needs to be quiet and just do their job i mean that's the bottom line it's we're a lot more efficient we're not making mistakes and you know people are worried about all this stuff on and off field it's like just be quiet time to take a step back i think this five weeks gonna be a great time to kind of just reevaluate everything like i said before take a step back chill out a little bit but focus on doing your damn job you know everybody if, if all 11 people on the field are doing their job blocking the person they're supposed to block you know executing the play they're supposed to execute we're going to be fine but there's too much worrying and wondering about like where's this coming from what's going on it's like just everybody do what you're supposed to do you know it's funny I, that was one of the first things so one of my first ever jobs was covering Rutgers football mm-hmm. Greg Shiano was the head coach and the one thing that he kept mm-hmm. preaching was do your 111th. Mm-hmm. Just do your 111th. Don't worry what the outside linebacker is doing. Don't worry what the mm-hmm. strong side linebacker is doing. Just do your 111. Mm-hmm. Sure. And yet, for whatever reason, that's mm-hmm. such a hard thing. I mean, even for me, right? Like, I just need to worry about what the color... Don't worry about what the color guy is saying. Sure. Like, even if he's saying something about Tua and his baseball career, and don't worry about what the play-by-play guy sure. is doing. Just do my job. And that's just but such a so natural hard. human thing, too, right? To worry about, right. like, all these different things that are out of your control. And how's that going to affect me? But it's so true. I mean, if you, if everybody in the field just does their, executes their job to, where, to a, a winning level, um, the play should work. Okay, Zach, here's another question for you from the fans here at Minio's Pizza House in Allison Park. What is your best dance move? <laughs> best dance move. Do you have a dance move? Oh, man. Do you dance? I, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I don't have a best <laughs> what's dance your, move. What's your, like, touchdown celebration? You don't do um, the gritty? You don't, like... <laughs> I've never even tried to do the gritty. <laughs> um... What do they do in New Mexico? The gritty is like a Louisiana thing, yeah, right? They don't, uh, so what's in New Mexico? Oh, I don't. Two step. Should I two step in the end zone? Can you two step? Yeah, but that's that's. I wouldn't say that's a little elementary. But I don't know about that because Mike Sullivan, your quarterbacks coach, uh-huh. gave Victor Cruz. So this is forever ago. Do you know who Victor Cruz yeah. is? Victor Cruz was a wide with receiver. Yes, he was a walk on with the Giants. I mean, he was an undrafted free agent who was kind of hit on the roster his first year. Then he was back with the Giants, and Mike Sullivan told him, you need a touchdown celebration, and because of your heritage, you should do the salsa dance. And Victor became tied with the salsa dance. So if you're from New Mexico, why could the two-step be bad? Like, that could be perfect. Yeah, I could could get it going. Um, Can you do it, though? Probably. Can you two-step? Yeah, I'd need a partner. I'd probably grab Pat or something, and we'd do it. (laughs) Um, We don't know that Pat can two-step. True. But I, you know what? Coming back to the question, I don't know. I don't know if I'm best dance move because I think I'd be terrible at any of them. Okay, so here's a question: Are you a Sheets or Wawa guy? And obviously, there's no Wawa in Pittsburgh, but you've never even eaten at a Sheets. Right, so Do yeah. you cook? I, I mean, I cook every now and then. Not not as much during the season because we get food from the facility. But for the most part. So when you're leaving, you just like, <clears throat> grab food from the cafeteria from <clears throat> Kevin and bring it home. Yep. Hmm. But I so like I, I there's no sheets or Wawa where I'm from. Um, the, the concept didn't really make sense to me when I first came out here. I was like, so it's a gas station where you eat food and stuff. But I've been to New Jersey. I've had Wawa. Surprisingly, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I'll say okay, that. Just but so I you know, all the yet. food in New Jersey is better. The pizza is better. Ooh, am I allowed to say that? 
Um, the bagels. The bagels are better. What about the water? In New Jersey. <laughs> it's the water. That's why. <laughs> the New Jersey water? New <laughs> Jersey <laughs> water. <laughs> you can hear my New Jersey accent every so often. I've worked hard to lose it. Oh, yeah. What's Ooh. your favorite? The best. Oh, man. That's Like good. when you think back, is it pulling out the Sharpie? It's not humping the goalpost. Oh, man. Yeah, the pulling out the Sharpie is a classic. Um, the phone? What about pulling time, out the phone? That's a good one. There's one uh, that one time Randy Moss scored against the Packers, and he mooned him. Um, it was a good one, too. You know, the Bengals had some really good ones last year. The Bengals had, um, when they were in Vegas... The dice, like oh, throwing yeah, yeah, the craps. Yeah. Um, oh, man, that's tough because there's so many, you know? I like the baby ones, like when someone has a brand new baby and then rocks a baby. Yeah. AB had some good ones whenever he and Juju, he and Juju teamed up with uh, yeah. Chad Johnson. Yeah. With the, uh, no, the We're CP, saying Sean Filson is throwing out some ideas. Classics mean everything, like Icky Woods. Yeah. I mean, my favorite, though, are big men touchdown celebrations. Like when it's an unexpected yeah. person scoring a touchdown, <laughs> when it's an offensive lineman, when it's a defensive lineman. You know. A lot of times they don't know what to do, though, so they just, you know, throw their arms Yeah, up but that's part of the fun. True. But sure, yeah. like I'm also the person that loves the Larry Fitzgerald. High is good. Oh, Larry. Yeah. Just hand the ball to the ref. True. Like act like you've he's, been there. He's been there before. Um... Okay, so we're wrapping things up. And, Zach, you're even better than Wormley and Pat said you would be. Well, I'm not surprised. And I'm not surprised <laughs> that I'm better than probably they were knowing Pat and Wormley. Well, we'll see. I mean, but don't say that. I mean, Wormley's a really, really nice guy. No, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. It made me scared because I was like, oh, this is going to be lame. I'm not going to get scared. And then seeing how scared he was getting, I was like, maybe I should be scared. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.